Welcome to Plant Medicine Transmissions with Javier Regueiro. In the last episode of Plant Medicine Transmissions, I offered a guided meditation about opening ourselves to receiving, to receiving support. And it seems important to me to clarify an important point about receiving. Before I continue, I would also like to remind you once again that Everything that I say is just my opinion, so that you can take it or leave it as you please. I may be projecting onto this theme my own journey, of course, but I do feel that at this point it's important for us to grow up, to actually become the full adults that we are meant to become. I feel that the whole universe is supporting us, has been supporting us already for a really long time, and now more than ever. And uh, they're also waiting for us to grow up. We live in a culture that has a tendency to keep us small and to keep us kind of in a baby situation rather than supporting us to grow up. Of course, on top of this, there is the fact that if we do grow up, we are a step closer to getting old and dying. And by remaining childish or at best with an adolescent attitude, then uh, we can just keep that old age and dying a little bit further away from our horizon. Important steps have been taken in the West, particularly in the last few decades to reclaim that rite of passage from childhood into manhood and womanhood and to make up for the lack of uh, strong male and female figures who could initiate us, who could mentor us into adulthood. However, the reality for most of us living in the first world is that we have a tendency to simply want to stay kind of childish and uh, to keep expecting some kind of fatherly motherly figure that can also be the government or society at large to keep feeding us to keep taking care of us that same expectation of keep being taken care of can also be transferred onto any kind of spiritual entity or ancestral energies 
the earth, the heavens, whatever and whoever. So I feel that it's important for me to point out a difference between asking and opening ourselves to receiving support and actually falling back into this dynamic of staying childish, of wanting the whole universe to take care of us instead of actually getting up and be an active co-creator of our lives. Oftentimes, people fail to see the difference between true surrender and a deep unconscious desire to be spoon-fed. Now, I'll repeat again, this is just my viewpoint. And everybody's journey is equally important and has a very specific purpose and reason. So everybody can do as they please. But in these days, it's very easy to fall into all sorts of spiritual bypassing strategies so that we don't actually have to take responsibility for our own lives and experience and delegate that responsibility to a teacher, to a plant medicine, to the Godhead, what have you. The historical Buddha recommended to us centuries ago a middle path. And we can take that recommendation to mean also a middle path between surrendering and allowing an actual active participation and engagement into our own lives and spiritual life. Some people may need for their own journey to actually go into a place of total surrender. But once again, there is a difference between surrendering and wanting unconsciously to remain a baby. True surrender takes us further along our spiritual journey, whereas wanting to remain a baby leads to an arrested development of sorts. And therefore, I don't particularly recommend it. A recurrent scenario of this is when people receive messages and insights and then they go around saying, the great spirit told me or the medicine told me without questioning the validity of those insights by saying something bigger than me told me this. So this is a case of giving our power away, giving our power away to entities and energies that do not come with a certificate of authenticity. So instead of going around claiming the Great Spirit, 
Pachamama or Ayahuasca told me and acting accordingly, I think it's actually a little bit more grounded to preface all of these statements with my experience was of hearing these insights. To take these insights at face value is actually kind of dangerous and maybe more misleading than clarifying. I also prefer to see whatever insight I receive as already part of me, a wisdom that is finally resurfacing to my conscious awareness and that I'm finally ready and willing to hear and act upon. This way I avoid once again giving my power away to some sort of spiritual authority or energy and reclaim instead the power of my own wisdom, of my own inner teacher. It is rather common, particularly in an altered state of consciousness, as happens when we ingest plant medicines, to experience these insights as coming from somebody or something else, like the spirit of the medicine, the earth, the heavens, what have you. And all of that is pretty cool. But thinking about it many years ago as I started doing my work leading ceremonies and retreats, I came up with the idea that I still ascribe to that if those insights, that wisdom was not already inside of me, how could I actually understand those messages? I can understand those messages because they resonate, they touch upon a wisdom that is already inside of me. And I do believe that this process with plant medicines is not about receiving, 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 but that plant teachers are here to support us in our own awakening, in actual remembering of our own wisdom. I have, over the years, certainly received many, many gifts from plant teachers. Yes, I will not deny it. But the greatest gifts have been the actual reawakening and remembering of my own wisdom and a greater willingness to take responsibility for my life and engage more actively with my life. So in this sense, uh, plant teachers are more like coaches. Coaches who can be very supportive and also offer us guidance in our lives. However, the running is still up to us to do. 
And here we come back to the very beginning of this little talk. Nobody can live our lives for us. Nobody and nothing. Not even these energies, spiritual teachers or plant teachers. It is not their role to live our lives for us. Their role is as teachers, as supporters, and nothing else. And hoping these entities, these teachers, to live our lives for us is, in my opinion, a misunderstanding of what their role truly is. In my Toe book, The Toe Datura Diaries, recently published, I mentioned the story of a client of mine. We had gone to the jungle together for a dieta with my teacher. And uh, after that, he stayed in the Iquitos area and uh, went to see my teacher again. Now, my teacher is a very skilled car salesman. To anybody who is even slightly inclined, he will sell you, or at least try to sell you, the moon and the stars by promising long, beautiful diets and whatnot. Of course, my client fell right into the trap. And in retrospect, I must say that I was also not the victim, but I also fell into that trap, into that swooning, because my teacher is so fond of sharing his knowledge and his wisdom, and so are the plants that he works with, that whenever he finds someone who is even mildly interested in engaging more deeply with plant medicines, he will just seduce you. And I was definitely seduced. <laughs> but to come back to my story, some weeks later, my friend and client realized that he had been kind of, not swindled, but definitely that he had fallen into this seduction on the part of my teacher and uh, wrote to me and complained about it. And I wrote to him and I said, if you really want to be a shaman, grow up. Grow up and stop expecting the meal to be served on a silver platter each and every time, because that's not how it works. When I decided to become a plant medicine person, doors opened up in amazing ways. I quickly found my teacher. I quickly found a place where to create my own healing center here in PSAC. It was amazing. However, these doors opened up for me but I had to walk through them. 
I had to go, for instance, to Cusco a million times to go to the immigration office in order to get a visa. I had to deal with construction and all that nightmare. Over the years, I have met many people who arrived in this area and within two weeks they wanted to open a healing center, a conscious community and projects like that. And I listened to them and I know that only a very tiny percentage of these people will actually take the bother to make that vision come true. It is easy for spiritual seekers to get lost in their own spiritual vision and not actually take care of 3D reality. And for me, 3D reality is part of that spiritual journey so that the spirituality is not something other than our lives, but something to integrate into our lives. This is about bringing heaven right here on earth. But I feel there is great power and beauty in actually bringing that heavenly awareness, that light onto the here and now and to make sure that there is no split between heaven and earth, that we are finally able to integrate that split between matter and spirit and to actually have them integrated and working together. It is easy and also convenient for us to stay in our own kind of spiritual la-la land instead of getting our hands dirty by engaging with physical earthly life. But as necessary as that phase may be for many people as part of their growth and evolution, I don't think that this is what is being asked of us. As I've said before, the invitation that I keep hearing is to actually stay here, to be present, to grow up instead of keep looking for another place that is not as challenging as this earthly life. This planet as illusory, as transient as it may be, is still an expression of divine energy. Therefore, it is a place that reeks, that is soaked in that energy. And the sooner we embrace it rather than spending our time and energies trying to transcend it or get away from it, the 
sooner we are going to see and experience that divine energy in every place that we look. Blessings.